Hi friends! Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, it's free. And it also gives you the option to clip your episodes straight from the app or on the dashboard. So it makes it a really convenient one-stop shop. Anchor is also a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. And you also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed link. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. So try Anchor today for free now at anchor.fm. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R F-M. Back to the In the Nick of Crime podcast. Uh, scoops and lore today. We could not get a regular episode recorded, Ugh. but we're still coming with something for you, little creeps and freaks. Yeah, epic fail on my part, guys. I went on vacation and then basically, like, had a complete <laughs> life crisis meltdown. But it wasn't even you. I was so overwhelmed from both jobs, yeah. too. So it was just, it was a dream. It was a joint thing. I definitely, <laughs> I, I went into like a full-blown like questioning life moment. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> so bad. Oh, but I'm glad to be back, but I do miss my friend. I went to go see my bestie. Yee. I had a lot of fun. I brought back Michelle a really cool little trinket. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. He's like an, an anime type Funko Pop, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's from Pop Mart, so it is like the same... I'm pretty sure they're the same parent company. Yeah, it's considered a Japanese pop. Yeah. Because I collect Funko Pops. Yeah, Michelle loves Funko Pops. <laughs> and so I found it and I was like, ooh, I'm bringing this to her. Pops and plants, that's my jam. <laughs> we need merch that says that. <laughs> Pops and plants. No one's going to even know what that means, right. but it's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dom from Horror House Pod. Keeps on Courtney. He wants us to release merch. And we're like, with what money? Yeah, we're poor. We're poor. <laughs> so I mean, one day that would be awesome if we could. But I mean, truly, it would be like if we ended up making anything from the podcast, it would go back out to merch and stuff. Yeah, and we do make a little bit from Patreon, but we usually do. We put that toward like we put it getting some stuff. things which yeah. are coming like to. Yeah, we're really delayed yeah. on that, too. Sorry. We are working <laughs> we on it, though. We will get it out. It's just... what it is. Every time we try to start to get it to go out, it's like something comes up and we end up, like, disassembling our yeah. lives. Once we um, do, like, our send out to our patrons first and then um, kind of the people that we've talked to you about before, we'll post on our social media what we do have. Yeah. Um, and then that way anyone can let us know. I'm addicted they... to it, mm. truthfully. 
yeah 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 um but otherwise i mean scoop similar we don't really do any other shit off the top so courtney goes first okay bye <laughs> i hear when you do that it puts me on the spot and then i feel nervous <laughs> then i get hot then i start sweating as you're wearing your hoodie over your head with a hat on your head and has a blanket on your lap. It's cool. It's the end that fashion. That could be why you're hot. Hot. I mean, it's a fair comment. It's a fair <laughs> comment. Okay, let's try that again. Courtney, you go first on Scoops and Lore. Why did you say <laughs> Can you go, please? Uh, yeah, love Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm going to nope, go. Let me redo it because you oh, don't like fuck. that either. I can't. Courtney. What? You go first on Scoops and Lore. You're right. So, what do you have for us today, Courtney? Oh, I loved that. Yes. I hated that. <laughs> Michelle's Aries coming up. <laughs> I hate that. (laughs) Mood today, anyway. Purple stilts good. I was telling Michelle, this is a mood I've never seen her in before, and so it's like throwing me for a loop. It's a combination. This is like when I'm teetering on the Hulk monster coming out. I have a very short fuse, and I'm like irritated and sleep deprived today. But I'm like still not. I'm not. I'm not gonna project my bad mood onto anyone. So I'm just trying to like stay like not in a bad mood. And this is what you get. Yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go. Yep, yep. Uh, so, I'm actually fucking hell what? I'm going to go. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Clearly, I've been watching way too much Korean TV. <laughs> they love to say words in a, like, no is always like, no, 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 no. Or like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or yes, yes, yes. Like, everything is triples. I'm going to start a tally. Yes. Of how many times you find a way to work in. Oh, I will. I'm so K-pop, good at it. K-pop, Stray Kids, your other one you're on right now, animate anything into conversation. <laughs> I'm so it's good at talent. it. It's a talent. It's my life. It's a talent. It is. It's really we talk talent. about something completely off topic <laughs> and you will find a way to associate it <laughs> with the shit. <laughs> you right. You right. I mean, I'm not going to rain on your parade because it makes you happy. It does. It makes me very happy. I love how you did this. <laughs> so <you> happy. <laughs> Single girl did, like, stand. like, pageant wave. It's like, <laughs> America wave. Ooh, okay. I'm going to bring this to you guys. This is actually something that one of our amazing listeners, who I absolutely love having conversations with him on Instagram, uh, Julio, wrote in to us. Uh, I love you much, Julio. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening and for giving us things that you want us to talk about. I was really excited because we actually haven't had anyone hit us up except for your nephew about what they want to mm-hmm. hear on Scoops and Lore. Yep. So, And we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like... We knew one day someone was going to do it. And I was like, Courtney has to because her douchebag boyfriend comes into play. (laughs) Zach. Douchebag Baggins. Baggins. (laughs) Douche Baggins. Oh! Baggins. What? Douche Baggins. That's his... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God. Okay. You missed it the first time, so the delivery wasn't as good. I'm used to hearing Zach Bagel Bites, because that's what everybody calls him. So when you said that, it threw me off. It is Because I said it first, you didn't hear me. That's why I went, oh, and I had to say it again. Sorry. You ruined it. I did not. I still got it and laughed. Okay? (laughs) So anyway, Anyway. our amazing listener wrote in and asked us to bring up the 
Pandemic Bucks. Which it's really interesting because I have watched all Which? of them, and I talk about it. But there's a lot of shows that this has been on, and I've watched all yes. of them. I feel like I've watched a lot myself. Yeah, um, it's really fascinating. I am on the fence with this item, and I'll explain it to you because I. You know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. Looking for research on this thing is hard. It is it so is. hard. I feel like people don't want it out there. Either they don't want it out there or, like, they just talk about it on, like, a podcast or they talk about it on a show. Like, yeah. there's no, like, written information on it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm totally fine for listening well, to a podcast. But, like... It's kind of obscure. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe and everyone's people... on the fence about it. And I'll right. kind of explain it, too. And maybe there's, like, too many conflicting, like, theories and opinions on it. Could be. That... Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Also, I talk about it in here, but because of the Dibbic box, it's Dibbic box itself, there has been movies made based yeah. off of it, and like so, everything is like about the movies. Yeah. Getting really frustrated with it, and so I ended up like kind of having to go down a really weird path. And right. I'm talking about just the specific Dibbic box that's very famous. We all know about it, as you said, Zach. <laughs> douchebaggins. <laughs> douchebaggins. <laughs> but I feel like you have to call them douchebaggins instead of baggins. I love it. Douchebaggins. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, my boyfriend, if anyone doesn't know, that's what Michelle's referring to. Um, he he really made this very popular even after it was popular before he got a hold of it. Because he's an idiot and took it home with him like a souvenir. He's in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah, and I feel like that thing has fucked up his life. Oh, it's (laughs) fucked up a lot of people's life, and I will get into that. So, it's wild. There's multiple people. Mm -hmm. So, let me start on this. So, if you guys don't know, the Dybbuk box is a wine cabinet that a lot of people claim is haunted by a Dybbuk, which I didn't know that the name Dybbuk was an actual thing like i thought it it was just the name of the box i'm pretty sure it's hebrew jewish jewish okay close i knew it was yeah it's it's a concept from jewish mythology Mm -hmm. which i will actually go into that a little bit later on uh not too far later on though anyway so (laughs) why am i like this (laughs) later on in the show i'll dive in five seconds later because i just have to read (laughs) these lines and then i'll get into it so the box actually gained notoriety when it was auctioned off on eBay by the owner. We all know him. His name right. is Kevin Manis. Um, he actually admits to creating a story that featured a Holocaust survivor and a paranormal claim as part of his eBay description, mm-hmm. which is, I get into this, it's fucking mind-blowing, dude. dude. Pro tip for anyone that's just bored, go down a rabbit hole of haunted items on eBay. Dude, it's wild. It is a literal haunted rabbit dolls. hole. <laughs> like, there is a whole market for haunted dolls. David boxes are huge yeah. now on eBay, too. Yeah. Well, because people thought it was just like a one and done. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only Dybbuk box. But no, they are like a multiple. Like, there are more than one. Yeah. Like, do you guys think Reddit is a rabbit hole? Get into the eBay haunted (laughs) items rabbit hole and you will never leave. (laughs) It is wild. (laughs) Um, But Manis' story, so that's Kevin Manis, his story was an inspiration for the 2012 horror film The Possession. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, if anyone's seen that, it's a terrible movie, in it really my opinion. Is. It's awful. garbage. And I'm a, I'm a big horror fan, so I'm probably really bougie when it comes to those, but I just Not thought it was sucked. terrible. 
So I'm going to talk about the Dybbuk itself. So in Jewish folklore, it's a popular belief that an evil spirit enters into a living human's body, Mm -hmm. basically captures its soul, holds on to it, and then causes like mental illness. It talks through that person's mouth. Mm And it represents, like, a separate personality or is, like, a, in in the Jewish folklore, they actually call it, like, an alien almost. Uh, and it's called a, a dibbic. I was trying not to, like, make a joke or laugh, but I can't. Go for it. <laughs> you just say when it talks out of people's mouth, just what I picture. Oh, no. It's, like, something in someone's mouth just, like, just making go- it move. Like, there's another mouth inside <laughs> right, the mouth. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is the dumb shit that pops in my brain. I love it, though. <laughs> Um, so this term actually uh, does not appear in the Talmud, I think is how you say that. T-A-L-M-U-D-I-C. Because, like, the Talmud is the religious text. Right. What does it have at the end of it? T-A-L-M-U-D is the Talmud. I see. Oh, like, Talmudic. Yeah. Like, that's the law of the yes. text. Yes, Okay, so, like, Talmudic law. So, Talmudic, and then, uh, I think you say k- Kabach? Kabbalah. Can you spell it? K-A-B-B-A-L-A-H. Kabbalah. There you go. I'll let you do it. I only say it once, so. Kabbalah. There you go. So it doesn't show up in either one of those because it's like a phenomenon that they consider an evil spirit. Mm -hmm. And it shows up in like the Old Testament and the New Testament as an evil spirit. It's not specifically called a a dibbic. However, um, that term was actually introduced into the 17th century. Uh, when it was spoken in German and Polish Jews language. Okay. So that's where it came from. Interesting that it's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yes, but it's as an evil spirit. It doesn't actually right. have the name Dybbuk, but it does right. refer to what they're talking about in those two books. Do you know what how they refer to it in the text? Just as an, <laughs> an evil, evil spirit? spirit. That's <clears throat> it. Okay. Yeah. It's exactly how they refer to it. So, in 2003, writer and what furniture... <laughs> Two thousand and three. Three years before I graduated high school. Wow, age yourself some more, dum dum. Okay, the writer and furniture ref, uh, refinisher Kevin Manis, we all know him, mm-hmm. purchased this cabinet from a yard sale of a local attorney in po- Portland, Oregon. Wow, Portland. Portland, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, and he began developing a backstory for this. So, like okay. I said, he created a lot of his own problems with this thing. Right, yeah. Um, so, he's, he's, he talks about how he purchased this old wine cabinet from the granddaughter of a recently deceased Holocaust survivor named, mm-hmm. uh, Hav- I can never say this, Havela, H-A-V-E-L-A, Havela. I believe is how you say it, Mm -hmm. who escaped Nazi-occupied Poland. Mm -hmm. As Kevin paid for the cabinet, her granddaughter said, and I quote, I see you bought the Dybbuk box. Mm -hmm. Kevin said that he wasn't familiar with that term. I digress. (laughs) The granddaughter then told him that her grandma always kept it shut and out of reach because there was a Dybbuk inside of it, which he, again, didn't know what that meant, supposedly. The seller purposely told Kevin that it would never be opened, and if it was, bad things would happen. And, of course, we all know, nobody listens, we all watch horror movies, <laughs> he opened it. Don't go in the dark room, don't go in the dark basement, don't, don't go follow in the, the noise you just right. heard. Where did that come from? And I'm gonna 
problem. Let's investigate. Dumb. Don't do it. You wonder why you die first. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're not in Scooby-Doo kids. <laughs> right? It's not a villain wearing a mask. Okay? Right. <laughs> I have to burp. But it's not. What the <laughs> fuck was that? It got stuck. It's like a bird choking on an arm or something. <laughs> oh, no. It's like. <laughs> oh, it got stuck. It hurts. Anyway. <laughs> So, the story goes that Kevin buys this box, he takes it back to his shop with plans to restore it and give mm. it to his mom for her birthday. That sounds like a great plan when there's <sighs> supposedly a spirit in it. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Way to win, I, Kevin. If I bought an object and some lady was like, hey, don't open that, there's an evil spirit in it, I right. feel like, I don't want it. Like, there's <laughs> an ancient Jewish spirit in here. Yeah, I don't want it. Great, let me refinish this and give it to my mother. Yes, let me open it like a (laughs) dum-dum. So after opening the Dybbuk box, Mm -hmm. he finds a series of strange objects. Solid. Great. Already starting out great. I'm telling y'all, if you open a haunted item and you've got objects in it... Yeah, especially if there's like... If someone's saying there's a spirit in a cabinet and they have purposely kept that cabinet closed, and then you're like, let's open it. Thank you. Mm. Common sense. Weird. Mm. Okay. So he found two U.S. wheat pennies dating back to 1925 and 1928, which I'm pretty sure one of those is really rare. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Didn't look into it. Wheat pennies in general are, like, sort of rare. Yeah, they usually are. I have a yeah. couple, but they're I don't have the super rare ones. Right. I'd be not working if I did. <laughs> two locks of hair. Interesting. Which hair, like, like ritual. that is one of the things that, like, I am, like, a no-go on. Like, I hate that my mom has my fa- hair from my first haircut. I just, like, <laughs> it is not juju for me. I'm not here for it. It's not bad juju unless you, like, do ritual with it. I'm just saying. <laughs> do you think your mom's gonna make a voodoo doll with your hair No, but my enemy might. <laughs> I actually don't have an enemy. But, yeah, if I had one, they might. Know of. Facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a couple, maybe. <laughs> a dried rosebud. A four-legged candlestick. A golden wine cup. I'm just trying to... I know. the candlestick, and I don't know why. I, I know, it throws me a off. Dog. The way that they said, like, a four-legged, it does make you think of a dog. Do they mean, like, a candelabra? No, it's like a candle, but it has, like, four, like, prongs, p- prongs on, on the bottom that stand. Like, it's a decorative one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So like, it's not flat like, like a normal candle Almost like stand. Almost like feet of an armoire. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah, put an armoire yeah. underneath a candle and there you got it. Okay, I think yep. I get it. fuck? <laughs> 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 um, and also a granite sculpture inscribed with the Hebrew ro- word shalom. Okay. Yes. <laughs> This part just, like, makes me panic. I don't know. Okay. How do you say this? The Shema? S-H-E-M-A. Shema or Shema? I feel like either or. I couldn't, I can't, I couldn't find, like, an actual. I don't know Hebrew. I couldn't find the actual, like, term for it anywhere. Um. I tried to find, like, the phonetical pronunciation. Says a a Jewish professional faith. Shema. Okay. Cool. I think that's the thing is like the ending vowels for Hebrew are always longer. Longer, harsher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shema. Okay. Shema. So, so, yeah. And it's actually a prayer. That's weird that it's mm-hmm. like this. 
Uh, so the Shema, a prayer considered to be one of the most important in Judaism, mm-hmm. was carved onto the back of the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And Kevin gave the cabinet to his mother, Ida, on Halloween of all days. How on the nose, Kevin. Weird. <laughs> and in a 2012 interview with the TV series Paranormal Witness, I love that show so much, and I remember watching this on that show. It's been a hot minute since I've watched that show. Oof. <laughs> I remember, this is where I actually first saw the Dybbuk Box, was this episode. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah. But she describes a feeling of a cold breeze from the box when she opened its doors, then experiencing what she considered pure evil coming out of it. Interesting. And then they say, like, her and Kevin both say that she, apparently she had a heart attack and a, or a stroke immediately after opening the box. I mean. Just saying. Sheesh. Right? So over the next two years, a number of mysterious events occur uh, and happen to Kevin and those around him. So his sister got creeped out by the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, she... His sister, not his girlfriend. One's yes. okay, the other's not. <laughs> <laughs> she said she got creeped out by it because the doors kept opening on their own. I mean... I mean, that would creep me out. Some men are trying to get the fuck out. <laughs> his brother and sister-in-law both complained of odd smells coming from the box. Like, a cat had urinated and then Jasmine on top of it, which is, like, very descriptive, if you ask me. Who the fuck smells cat pee with jasmine together? They're like, that's it. Like, who knows what that is? I have no idea. It wasn't sulfuric. Those so are very distinct smells. Because I've always thought it was demonic, but they're not smelling sulfur. No one ever describes sulfur. Even in, with Zach Baggins, they don't talk about it. Say his name right. Douche Baggins. There you go. Sorry, I really had to think about that. Did you see that? <laughs> Holy hell, I had some hard concentration. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyone who loves Zach Biggins, it's just a joke. I do love He's that man. You guys don't understand how much I love him. So it's I. It's yeah. funny that I'm joking about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. No, he's just douchey and he's he over is. the top. He's but quite he's, over the top. He's a fine person. He is. I think he's a good person, yeah. I call people I love douchebags all the time. You do. I love it. I do. <laughs> Kevin and his sibling, siblings actually started suffering from the same reoccurring nightmares of an old woman with sunken eyes. Nope. No, thank you. Right? No, thank you. And most disturbingly, he says that the brother of this one of his store employees died by suicide shortly after visiting the shop and knocking the cabinet off the shelf. Again, How do you knock a cabinet off a shelf? I'm confused. Well, the Dybbuk box is not terribly large. It's about this big. The wine cabinet? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was thinking like a big. No, I, I am seeing it in my head now. It's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's pretty. Like it's not. It's it not camera. like it's not like a cabinet like we're thinking like our cabinets in our yeah. kitchen or like even like an armoire cabinet. Right. It's like it's tiny. Like it's about about big enough to literally put a a bottle of wine in. It's yeah. not terribly large. I'm remembering it now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, so he knocked I've it off. Seen it on any shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He knocked that off the shelf, and then apparently we have problems. I mean understandable don't touch it yeah a couple years later the worker himself also ended up taking his life and at Jeez. one point kevin tried to give the box to his then girlfriend this fucking guy why would you do that i have no like clearly you didn't like her right i'm just saying right exactly <laughs> uh but after <laughs> like this is just has 
<laughs> so much shit's happened, but this is just a delightful wine cabinet. Just I'm take just going to give it to my girlfriend. <laughs> So dumb. I can't. I can't. Like, talk about a guy that cannot see the obvious shit in front of him. Like, right? And it's like one of those things, like, if you're dating Zach Baggins. Douchebaggins. Douchebaggins. They go. <clears throat> if you're dating him, it's different. Like, he likes that kind of stuff. So, like, yeah, that's he why Holly that Madison's all about like, it and she Annabelle. gives it to him. Holly Madison gives him gifts like that all the time. Because they're still dating. They're still dating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if it's like so. It's like you're a normal person every right. day. Why would you give that to them? It right. makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess after keeping it for some time, she actually forced him to take it back because it was like causing problems for her. And I would be, yeah. I would have been like, uh, I'm throwing this in the dumpster. Like, and I'm you done. in the dumpster too, man. <laughs> right? Bye. I deserve better. <laughs> so he takes it back, and he begins seeing what he later describes as shadow things in his peripherals. Delightful. Yeah. His peripherals, his peripheral vision, Courtney, speak. Periphery, you could his say. His periphery. There we go. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of like his his little story about it. Story. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the next part of this. What are you doing? It's like you're I making don't the know. sauce I have or something. I have this thing. I think it's part of the medication that I'm on. I'm not kidding. I, I normally talk with my hands, but I'm really talking with my hands a lot lately. You always do. I just say it's like you're making a sauce. <laughs> or potion. You know what that reminds me of? Blue. Scary movie when he's got the arm and he's like oh, uh-huh. mixing yeah. it in the, in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no. Okay. So uh, following Jason, and I'll explain how this happens in a second, or following Kevin. Sorry. I was like, who the fuck is Jason? Following now? Kevin owning this. <laughs> my bad. My brain hurts. I thought I had like missed. No, you did not miss a damn thing. My brain's just firing on the wrong cylinders. Um, It's just like how your brain (laughs) makes another just like generic white guy name. It doesn't because that's the next person's name. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said it. It is a generic white guy. There's a lot of generic white guys in this one. Um, So the owner of the box following Kevin, his name is Jason Haxton. Okay. I've also heard of this dude. Yes. He (laughs) is a director of the Museum of Osteopath Medicine in Kirksville, Missouri. Why does that just make me think of, like, bones? Because that's... It is? Bones. Yeah. I'm like, osteoarthritis, like, Basically, he's like a naturalist for any sort of bone elements. Okay. Cool. From what I read. I did... Interesting. I digress if that's not right. I didn't know what what he did, so that's interesting. Cool. He actually ended up starting a website with claims about the Dybbuk box, and it's called DybbukBox.com. That easy. So imaginative. I did not look at it because I didn't want to use it for this because, (laughs) and you'll understand why here in a little bit, but I just, I I couldn't bring myself to use it as a source. I just couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) This site, I guess, received hundreds of thousands of hits. And created what is to be described as an internet legend okay. of this yeah. box. So, in 2003. So, remember, that's around the time when Kevin was like, eh, I don't want to do this. Right. So, in 2003, the box hits eBay. Yeah. After Kevin couldn't bear it anymore of having this box. He's like, all the people around me have bad luck. I can't take it. Right. 
So Jason Haxton, as I mentioned, eventually won the rights to the box in 2004. It took almost a year. Because no one wanted that shit. I'm just saying. Take a guess as to how much he bid on it. A dollar. No. It's a lot more than that. $20,000. Oh, way less than that. (laughs) 280 bucks. Okay, I was going to say 500, so. 280 bucks. I was a little shook by that. I was like, Mm. I did not expect that number, but okay. Like you thought that was low or you thought that was high? I thought that was pretty high, truthfully. For a wine cabinet that is supposedly haunted, I feel like that's pretty high because you don't have proof that it's haunted. Well, yeah. That's just me. But if, like, people are like, I can just say it's haunted and then it becomes a statement piece. It's a little bit different. Like, if you have something authentic, like, I don't know. You're saying that Kevin from Portland didn't authenticate this no, haunted cabinet? No, he, he didn't. I'm going to tell you why. I thought he was reputable. No. Uh, <laughs> so, in his eBay description. Guys, this is why. <laughs> it's like you're channeling... Zach Douchebaggins. <laughs> Why? Because of how he, like, I'm sitting? like, sit here back on the chair. <laughs> like a dude with his wing out. <laughs> you can't even see my legs right now. But they're definitely sitting in more of like a masculine, like wide open leg position. Right. With exactly. my arms like just relaxed on the back of the chair. Just living my best She's life. big, thick black rimmed glasses. Guys! Do you hear that? Erin, <laughs> you're going by yourself. <laughs> I love making fun of him. This is the most intense session we've ever had. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> locations we've ever been to this is one of the most intense paranormal activities fucking nailed it he says it every time oh my god God. we're laughing a lot i love it oh computer stop okay so in in his ebay description Kevin wrote a very long and detailed product description in which he dubs the item a Dybbuk box. This right. is where the name actually came from. Okay. Kevin's eBay listing details how he got it, the strange things that happened to him and his family afterwards, and why he wanted to get rid of it. And towards the end of the description, he literally writes, and I'm putting this in quotations, help me. <laughs> it's like, that's gonna sell it. <laughs> I mean, for people like Zach Douchebaggins, yes. For normal people like right. Jason, I would say no. But he buys it anyway. It's like, this guy really needs help. Yeah, apparently. So Jason obviously falls victim to this wrath of this box, which led him to seek help from a Jewish rabbi. Smart, though. To resell the box. Like, resell. Reseal the box. The rabbi took it and sold it No. I'm actually surprised, truthfully. Like, I feel like, like, rabbis, priests, you know, men of the whatever. Cloth. Yes, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, 
I was going to say religion, but that was not the word I was looking for. Men of the religion. Men of the religion. Men of the cloth. I feel like they tend to take those objects and mm-hmm. purify them, so I was yep. very surprised that the rabbi didn't take it. Right. But he did resale it, to which then Jason buried it. I mean, honestly, it feels like it, the smartest but thing. Just me. But I feel like sealing it, though, and like then burning it would probably not keep that spirit away. You can't burn a spirit away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I mean, same signs, I guess, with burying. But, I don't know. I kind of get it. Yeah, whatever. Who the fuck knows what to do with a damn dibbick? It's the same thing as, like, a Ouija board. What do you do with it? Burn that shit. That you do A lot burn. of people say to put it underwater. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They actually say to, like, find a river and then dig up the Wouldn't that just give you a Moni Myrtle situation? <laughs> I don't know. Probably, because water carries that shit. I do not mess with it. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so, by this point, clearly this box is getting some hype. Yeah. People are understanding it. And Dybbuk boxes are now flooding eBay and Etsy. Like, hardcore. They're like, I have one. <laughs> right? And it's like, it's a wide range of prices. All of them have these tails of demons that are attached to it. Mm-hmm. Not all of these boxes obviously have a real demon holding Jewish box. Like, right. they're, they're, right. let's be real. And many people found out that they were fake and that it became like a trend item to have. I mean, you should have pause initially anyway. Anytime someone says that there's a spirit stuck in this object, I mean, like, I believe in spirits. I know you do as well, but it's like, still don't just. Don't just take it and assume that it is. Like, that, like and that I don't know why right. you want it anyway, but whatever. Right, and also you don't know what kind of spirits in that. If it's a demon. Diamond. You don't want a diamond in your house. It's a diamond. <laughs> uh, the subsequent film, The Possession, which is produced by Sam... Is it Raimi or Rami? I've heard Raimi. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi was released in 2012 based off all of this stuff. So, Jason actually recovered this box, so he dug it back up for a cameo on Ghost Adventures. And actually, later on, went to publish a book about his experiences with the divot box. Jason. Right? Jason, Jason. Yep, yep. To which then, after he dug it out, made this cameo, went on the show, he just gave it to to Zach. Just was like, here, I don't, I I don't mean, want it. I would do, and be like, you figure out what to do with it. Right? <laughs> Although... Methinks that digging it back up, Jason, was not the right move. No. <laughs> so then to which Zach takes it back to his museum, and if you have watched the show, it's what he does not, I think he has it now on display, and it does say that he displays it, but I know for a long time he had it in the basement mm-hmm. by itself. There was nothing else down there. It was just sitting on a table in the yeah. basement. I feel like he does still have it in the basement, because I had a friend that went to the museum not that long ago, and she didn't see it. Mm, yeah, I think he keeps it down there for a pretty good reason, and I'll go into it in a little yeah. bit. So, in 2018, anyone who's a fan of Post Malone knows that he actually <laughs> had some really bad luck after going on the show. That's an understatement. <laughs> oh, dude, and I'll get into it. I do get into it a little further down. Uh, I know we've even brought this up in previous episodes before, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually my very last, like, paragraph. I talk about it, so I will go into it. So, in January of 2019, investigator Kenny Biddle, Bib- Bibble, Biddle, B-I-D-D-L-E, Biddle, Shut up. He's a biddle, bibble, biddle. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle bus. 
<laughs> anyway, he reviews the Dybbuk box, which is obviously on display in Zach's museum at the time, and he actually comes to the conclusion following a very careful investigation of the Dybbuk box and the construction and the history that it was, quote, and this is a quote from him, despite what various owners would have us think, the infamous Dybbuk box is not a haunted Jewish wine cabinet from Spain, which I don't even know what? where he got from Spain right. from. <laughs> But I digress. But instead, a mini bar from New York. <laughs> okay. You, if you see pictures of it, you'll understand what he's saying because it <laughs> it literally looks like a mini bar inside of it. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, my okay is just like because no one can decide on Facts. anything with this thing. <laughs> he's also quoted as saying this elaborate story that started the entire legend was not an account of real supernatural events, but instead a fictional backstory. That was come up with in order to sell an ordinary and incomplete mini bar. He is also quoted as saying <laughs> that the claims of the box and its legend are fraudulent and is backed up by a screen capture of face of a Facebook post by the original legend creator himself, Kevin Manis, <laughs> to the Haunt Me page. So there's a page on Facebook called Haunt Me, and that's in the screen capture is as follows. Mm-hmm. Kevin is quoted as saying, I am the original creator of the story of the Dippet box, which appears as one of my eBay posts back in 2003. How about this? If you or anyone else can find any reference to the Dippet box anywhere in history prior to my eBay post, I'll pay you $100,000 and tattoo your name on my forehead. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, damn. Can I put yourself up on that pedestal? Right, exactly. That's baldy. Right? So now we're fast forwarding into 2011. The subsequent owner of Kevin's box, Jason Haxton, released a book about the box. I already talked about that earlier. Um, so the last date you were talking about, because you said 2019. Did you mean 2009? No, I said backwards. About I meant backwards. backwards. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he put that book out in 2011. Um, and he's, uh, he has studied American antiques and ancient art artifacts for decades, and he was fascinated by the mysterious box itself, mm-hmm. which is why he talks about it in his book as to why he bought it and all these things. Right. Uh, so, let's see. An Entertainment Weekly article published back around the time of the movie The Possession releasing, mm-hmm. director Ollie... Bornadel claims that really weird things happened during mm-hmm. their production. He describes a uh, standing underneath a unit of neon lights that just randomly exploded. He said that five days later after wrapping the shoot, all of the props in the films were destroyed in a mysterious fire. Like, things were happening on set to actors, to staff, to literally everyone. Like, right. it's kind of like any one of these movies. Like, yeah, I'm sure with... Uh, the Conjuring, they've had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I know with, uh, oh god, I just blinked. The out. Nun, I, it's an awesome. The Nun is another yeah. one. What's the, what's the one where she vomits? God damn it, I Poltergeist. Can't, yes, Poltergeist. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. another one. Yep. A lot of weird deaths in those movies and stuff. Like I'm telling you guys, don't make movies of this stuff. Just don't. Right. It's just bad juju. <laughs> Ge- don't yeah, do it. Bad juju in general, and it's almost like. Sometimes I wonder, because it, again, like, just to emphasize, I do believe in all this stuff, but sometimes I wonder if it's, like, people's beliefs or, like, paranoia in it create this negative energy mm-hmm. to go with it. It's not even necessarily 
directly related to mm-hmm. what they're talking about because they are based off of true stories. And it just makes me wonder, like, if these phenomena happen because of just the energy that people are putting out there. I think it's that. And then I think also, like, if you've got that many people on set, one of them, at least one of them, has to be spiritually open. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. There's no way in hell you Well, don't. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they're even, like, that yeah. openness is bringing something Yeah, no, around. I'm 100% with yeah, you Yeah, not that. even necessarily directly correlating to what they're talking about. Yep, 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 yep. It's really interesting to think about. So, as I said, in 2016 is when the box exchanged hands from Jason to Zach. And like I said earlier, it was thought that he just handed this box over. Right. That is he not sold true. it, didn't he? Oh, he sold it. But he sold <laughs> it, and neither party is willing to tell you what the price is. Neither one of them will of talk course. about it. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Probably douchebaggins is like ten thousand dollars who knows give you ten thousand dollars for that facts (laughs) so that same year zach featured both kevin and jason on an episode of ghost adventures deadly possessions which i actually really do like that show uh it's also known as great uh, ghost adventures artifacts in which he brings the box into his haunted museum and then basically highlights everything that's going on with it and like Creating this idea that it's the world's most haunted object. Right. And I told you I was going to end this about the whole thing with Post Malone. Because <laughs> it's just fucking mind-blowing, Poor guys. Poor little I feel so bad for this man. <laughs> he loves Zach Bagans. He, he, they're actually really good friends. Mm-hmm. He's done a couple of shows with them. He also did uh, A Haunted House in Utah. Mm-hmm. That, that one was wild. That one threw me off. I was like, ah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So in 2020, Zach Begin opens the box in an episode of Ghost Adventures Quarantine. He supposedly heard it say Kevin, referencing to Kevin Manis, mm-hmm. uh, and Evil, and then he heard a child's voice talking. The show captured on camera what Zach and his crew claimed was a figure that manifested inside the box. I have seen it. It's hard to deny it, truthfully. I've seen it too, yeah. It's and it, very hard to deny yeah. it. Yeah. I truly think that the box was innocent at first. I think that this lore behind it has created something that is attached to it now. Mm-hmm. And being yeah, in Zach's like, museum doesn't help any. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Because he's got Annabelle up in there. He's got, what's her name, Molly the Doll up in there. He's got that fucking mirror in there. He has uh, the the... The doctor who did the first assisted suicide. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. The, like, uh, doesn't he have, like, the chair or something? Kevorkian? Yeah, Kevorkian. Yeah, he has the original van mm-hmm. that they thought was crushed. That's right, that's and right. And his right. attorney was like, absolutely no way we took that. We got it crushed. And then Zach, like, showed it to him. And he was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is the real thing. <laughs> and he had he had the title, and he actually gave it to Zach with Kevorkian's uh, signature on it. That's fucking nuts. Okay, so in that episode... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, let's try. <laughs> Um, Zach and his friend, as we know, musician Post Malone, uh-huh. uh, ended up touching the box prior to Zach opening it. Technically, Post Malone actually did not touch the box. He was touching Zach's hand or Zach's sh- shoulder while Zach touched it. Uh-huh. But the va- bad vibes, man, they they went with Posty. Like, poor Posty. Right. Um, in the following months, his private plane was forced to make an emergency landing. His San Fernandino Valley home was broken into. Mm-hmm. He was involved in a car accident, uh, which he later talked about on Seth Meyers' late night show. And he still continues till this day to have 
Very weird things happen to him. He has literally gone in, tried to be, like, blessed, you know, yep. demons removed, <laughs> everything, and poor Posey cannot, cannot kick it. Right. And then, like, what a coin getting. <laughs> but the, the, the thing that surprises me is that he did it. Like, I'm, I'm sure, because, right. like, I think the episode in the haunted uh, house was before the Dybbuk box. Mm. And so I was surprised that he, like, came back and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this too. And I was like, you crazy, buddy. One bit of a glutton for punishment. You crazy. <laughs> now he's probably like, never again. Never again. <laughs> Zach's like, do you want to come back on? Absolutely not, nope. sir. Absolutely Love, not. No. Hell to the motherfucking fuck. <laughs> Keep no. that to yourself. <laughs> well, thanks for talking about that. Let's hope that... I don't have more weird dreams because I'm having horrendous dreams right now because of this fucking trial. <laughs> so let's hope that we're not having weird dreams tonight. Stay yeah. away, spirits. Well, is yours a fun one? Stay away. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have good dreams. Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't dream. That could but... be. Because with this one. At least I don't remember my I dreams. I don't dream a lot, but when I do, it's fucking weird. I did have a dream about stray kids. I already told you about it, though. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Anytime. Courtney will find a way. <laughs> facts. Absolute facts. Because I'm the shit. That's why. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're on a toot toot journey lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything to toot, help toot with my horn. mental fuck up, the fucked up health over here. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's not like you said the hulf, the fucked up hulfa. The fuck did you say? <laughs> I said anything to help with the mental fucked up health over here. Okay, <laughs> mental fucked up health. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're laughing. I'm here for it if you're gonna laugh. Why? <laughs> I laugh all the time. I know you do. I'm just really good at making you laugh, and I like that. Okay. Because I think I'm hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. We're gonna... <laughs> Next! Wow. What do you have? <laughs> oh my god. Did I spike it? <laughs> no. Anyway. What are you bringing? <laughs> wow. Stop thinking of me like that. So... <laughs> So this is the Keelan. I've seen a couple different pronunciations, but that seemed to be the most common one. So the Keelan is from Chinese mythology. Ooh! I loved this one. I like read the first line of this Encyclopedia Britannica thing and I was like, that's it. The Keelan is from Chinese mythology. So it is like a unicorn. <laughs> like it has so many different iterations of it, but its basis is different animals. So I'll get into all of that, which is pretty apropos for Chinese mythology, I feel like. Okay. (laughs) So Encyclopedia Britannica is one of my main sources on this. Um, It says that its appearance often coincides with imminent birth or death of a sage or illustrious ruler. So kind of interesting. I didn't Counterproductive. You've got birth and then you've got death. Like there's literally... Right. No nope. in between. Both sides of the coin. Maybe you can just see it's a symbol in general for the beginning and the end of life. I also didn't mean to make another lore about like calling upon death like banshees, but here we are. Eh. 
So the name is a combination of two characters. So Ki is male mm-hmm. and Lin is female. Yep. So Ki Lin has it has a single horn on his forehead. So that's where the unicornness comes from. <laughs> it has a yellow belly and multicolored back. <laughs> that sounds like a straight up fucking unicorn. Good luck trying to picture this though when I go into more detail. The body of a deer and the tail of an ox. But then it's going to get even more confusing because there's other depictions of it too. Okay. <laughs> it is very gentle by nature, which is very sweet. Unicorn. And it refuses to walk on grass. Like it won't walk, walk on any grass or any vegetation at all. So as not to damage it. But, but. I'll get into it. Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> the first Keelan is said to have appeared in the Garden of the Legendary Huangdi, I believe is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, um, who is the Yellow Emperor. Um, in 2697 BCE. So, for fucking Jesus. ever ago. <laughs> is that <laughs> like, where the yellow belly came from? Maybe. That would make sense. I was just curious. Yeah. It would make sense. About three centuries later, a pair of Keelan were reported in the capital of Emperor Yao. Um, they were... It says that they, like, bore the testimony of the benevolent nature of the rulers. So, yeah. <laughs> Do what you will. <laughs> yeah, with that information. <laughs> um, so the Keelan also appeared to the pregnant mother of Confucius, which okay. I thought was very interesting, which this was around the 6th century BCE, BCE. For sure. For sure. And <laughs> this is so interesting. It says the, the Keelan thereupon coughed up an inscribed jade tablet that foretold the future greatness of the unborn child. Of Confucius's mother. Which, I'm assuming it was when she was pregnant with Confucius. The image which obviously... in my head, I know it's not even close to what actually happened, but it is I know, I just disturbing. picture it going, ah. Yeah, just being like, Bleh. Jade tablet. Confucius say. <laughs> Baby on the way. I just feel like the way they described it, it just seemed like Confucius was already born, but it was... His mama was pregnant with him at the time. But the Keelan was like, it's going to be lit. I know what's happening. It's going to be lit. I'm a foreseer. And isn't that ironic that the Keelan is like foreseeing and then Confucius, that's like. Well, a little wild. Like my brain hurts just thinking about it. (laughs) And the death of Confucius was foreshadowed when Keelan was injured by a charioteer. Which what? I didn't know that what the Keelan was just, like, someone that's driving a chariot. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know the Keelan was just, like, out hanging around. I, I thought it would only, like, like come around if it I was, like, summoned. I that they'd be in the forest, so that's why I was confused why they're not stepping on grass, but... Yeah. Maybe I don't know what's going on. I don't either. We're on this journey together. Okay. <laughs> in 1414, so still a long fucking time ago, but, you know... Way farther than ages ago than BCE, so we're doing a pretty big time jump. Um, a live giraffe was brought to China for the first time and was presented as a Keelan oh. to Ming. Oh no! Of the Ming Dynasty, if you will. I love the Ming Dynasty. <laughs> love anyone? Mulan, anyone? Talked about in Mulan. Yes, I love it. I, I love, love that Mulan. movie so much. <laughs> Um, the warrior, seeing through the intended flattery of being brought a giraffe, (laughs) 
remarked that he was certainly no sage. Which I think to them, like, calling it a sage is just, like, a creature of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And he was like, this is definitely not Aquilan either. So he knew what Aquilan was. Obviously, like, it's pretty big in their culture. And giraffes don't have yellow bellies. Right. Right. In Japanese, a giraffe is called a Kirin. But yes. the characters are those for Keelan. So it's yeah. like, yeah, so it's like they, the Japanese giraffe is, has the characteristics of a Keelan. Yeah. It's fascinating how Asian culture does that too. Everything's yeah. a character instead of like mm-hmm. in our culture, everything's a letter. Right. Right. And our letters make words. There's mm-hmm. are literal characters to explain things and yeah. each character has a meaning, which is a little mind blowing yeah. to me. No, it's really And I'm, cool. like, having to wrap my head around it as you're talking. I'm, like, okay, character. Repeat yourself. It's a character. Ouch. So, the next por- portion of this comes from ancientorigins.net. So, Ooh. this is directly from this. There we go. So, this talks about the gentle and benevolent Keelan of Chinese mythology. So, if you see, it talks about it in a gentle manner and a benevolent manner. Those are completely opposite, opposite sides of the spectrum. So, it can be both. It can be very nice. and death be- again. What the heck? Right. <laughs> I mean, the mythology. A lot of the times, yeah, like, yeah. mythological beings and creatures are an omen of death And they usually always live forever. They never die. Yeah, because they're part of the mythology of their culture. So, obviously we know that Chinese culture, you know, is not short on any mythological creatures. No, and it's fascinating as shit. Right. This kind of brings it to light in terms of, you know, Western figures that we see, such as the dragon and the phoenix. So, (laughs) it compares the Keelan to our version of the dragon and the phoenix. So, again, try picturing that, what I told you before. The dragon I'm a little confused about, but I see the phoenix, for sure. Oh, you haven't even seen a picture of this thing yet. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the correlations <laughs> between life and death that they represent. I see that with the phoenix. However, I don't see it with the dragon. And they're just more saying in terms of how it looks at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But also dragons, like, floating above, too. That is kind of a symbol of it. Because, like I said, it wouldn't step onto grass or vegetation. So mm-hmm. as not to damage it. So, yeah. So, it can also be compared to the Chinese dragon, of course. But the Keelan is composed of different animals, like I had mentioned previously. This one also says, this account, is that it is the body of a deer, (laughs) or an ox, or a horse. So it could have the body of either. (laughs) It's like small, medium, large. Right. This one goes into more depth, too, of the description. It says that the body of the Keelan is also covered in scales of a fish, (laughs) and is often enveloped in fire, which is where the phoenix comes into play, and dragon, too. But the phoenix, you know, rises from the ashes, so... (laughs) <laughs> it's a complicated one. It makes me think... Oh, my God. It makes me think of Lord Shoshomaru's double-headed dragon in Inuyasha, because that's how it... I love how you think that I know what you're talking about. It's an anime. Sorry. I know. I figured. Because that's what... It's a you double-headed just talk dragon, about it so and it flies, plainly. and it has, like, little fire flames off its feetsies when it flies. I wasn't talking to you. It was the one in there. I know it was. For she you. always comes on. Wouldn't she hear her name? She did not hear her name. That wasn't even mentioned once. I know. Okay, continue. <laughs> but yeah, two-headed dragons are also common too. Mm-hmm. In general. Um, its head, according to this ancientorigins.net, I was making sure that was the name of the website <laughs> <laughs> again, <laughs> that the head 
is more like that of a Chinese dragon. So okay. we've got <laughs> body of a deer, an ox, a horse, scales of a fish, in fire, head of a dragon. <laughs> and a Chinese dragon at that. Those motherfuckers me, are wide and tall. Right. It reminds they, me of those toys when we were kids. I feel like they were on blocks, but they had like different different faces, different torsos, different like pants. Did you ever see those? When you're a kid, you could like spin them around and do like different. Mm-mm. I'll have to find one, but this is what that reminds me. <laughs> it just makes me think of the part where Mushu like broke the big like dragon, and he's got the dragon head on top of his tiny ass body, and he's like talking, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't hold it up. He's like, I am the great yes, dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I will go forth and fetch Mulan. <laughs> In the ancient origins depiction, though, too, it does also have a single horn. So that unicorn. So it's got a dragon head with a single unicorn horn. It's fucking majestic. Okay. It's ugly. <laughs> it's not majestic. So, because of this, it can also be compared to the European depiction that we know as a unicorn. You know. So, it's also been called the Chinese unicorn by people, because I feel like that's an easier way to explain it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it, but However, okay. there are other depictions with antlers oh, fuck. instead of the horn. <laughs> Y'all are fucking with my head. I can't. And it's also been suggested, to make it even more confusing, that the Keelan and the Chinese unicorn are two separate mythological creatures altogether. I'm like, you're talking about them in the same context. Oh my god. (laughs) Damn, my brain. So, largely, this thing would be terrifying to look at, even though we're laughing about it. Like, imagine seeing that shit in person. No, No, thank you. absolutely not. (laughs) No, that's like seeing a jackalope and being like, that's normal. (laughs) Right. Fuck no. But all of the legends really do describe it as a really gentle, peaceful creature. So it's, you know, it's a sign of hope when you do see it. Unless you're going to die. But, you know. (laughs) But, like we've talked about, our culture is so much weirder about death. And other cultures treat it as it is. It's a normal thing. It's a normal way of life. I think, like we've talked about before, like especially Asian cultures, they're very good at being like, this is normal. This right. happens. Like it is. Everyone dies. It's okay. They're very comfortable with it. Right. They know it's fine. But right. in our culture, it's everyone's afraid of it. Everyone's yeah. scared of it. It's super bad. It's depressing. It's right. sad. And, like, I hate that. Mm-hmm. So I love that they do depict it as a beautiful creature right. for life and death. That is really cool. Right. This is my favorite. In the Buddhist depictions of the creature, the Keelan is shown to be walking on clouds. Which I just picture this, like, giant creature just frolicking among the clouds. It reminds me of, like, the dragon in, um, what is it? Never-ending story? Not even never-ending story. Not that, um, the giant beanstalk. Jack and the beanstalk? Yeah. For whatever reason. There's a dragon in that? No. (laughs) For whatever reason, I'm getting, like, four different things <laughs> stuck in my head. And there's not a dragon that I remember it, but I just picture like the giant on top of the clouds, like mm. kind of like that whole How thing. Is it called the beanstalk? I almost called it Jack and the Giant Beanstalk, but I know it's not. That. Or James and the Giant Beanstalk. I'm like James and the James Giant Peach. Peach and Jack and the Beanstalk. It just makes me think together. of Dragon Ball Z because they fly around on a Nimbus, which is a cloud. We're up to five. That was that was Where not we are not K-pop. talking about anything anime. No, I'm saying like I was saying K-pop or anything <laughs> oh, like no. anime related. I didn't hear anything. the anime related part. Literally every fucking Sorry. thing. Sorry. Sorry. God. Sorry. <laughs> but I just picture this 
giant beast with a dragon head with chilly. flames with the body of a deer, fish scales just like floating around on top of the clouds. I'm just confused. If it's a dragon, it can fly. So why is it chilling on the clouds? Because he wants to. He flew up there and he wants to bounce on the clouds. Let him live his life. Gosh. Okay. Don't overanalyze it. It's mythology, oh, you my psycho. Brain hurts. <laughs> my it's mythology. Just, my eyes just want to close. It is not rooted in logic. I know. <laughs> and when it's on the clouds, because again, if you remember, I said that it will not step on grass or on mm. vegetation. So when it's in the clouds, it can't step on even a single blade of grass. Okay? Let him live his life. So sassy. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there's a dark side oh, to this. no! Okay. <laughs> the Keelan is capable of incinerating people. Capable? Capable of incinerating people. He has fire. And he has a lot of supernatural powers. So he's badass. Bro, they sound like they got, they're an all-arounder. They got everything. However, however, the Keelan really only uses these powers if it's required to defend an innocent person from the malice of evildoers. So he's like a martyr. He's like Robin Hood. He's a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so it's, like I said, it is also known as a benevolent creature. So it can hold some darker signs if it's seen. Um, it's also believed that the Keelan would appear only during the reign of a good ruler of the times. Makes sense. Or shortly before the birth or death of a sage. So like, again, the birth and the end. They're, it's a bookend. It's probably because the sage dies and is reborn within seconds would be my guess. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, and it makes sense. Popular belief is that, like I mentioned before, the birth of one of China's greatest sages, Confucius, was made known when Keelan appeared to his pregnant mother. So again. He's so cool. Yeah. That's a fascinating. You should cover that one sometime. I don't know if I could ever encompass Confucius True. into like a tiny a thirty minute segment. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So this one also the ancient what the fuck ever website I'm talking about right now. <laughs> it also recounts the story of the Keelan barfing up the jade tablet. So <laughs> checks out the way you said that barfing up the jade tablet. <laughs> Jade tablet. Look at your future. The Keelan is also associated with greatness. I mean, seems pretty obvious. It would be a little wonder that the Chinese emperors wanted one to appear during their reign. So they took it as a good sign. They were like, if the Keelan comes to me, I'm doing something right. Because they were a good ruler. They weren't a show. I'm just saying. I'm just relaying the story. And it may increase their reputation. So you'd be like, hey. The Keelan came to me, man. No big deal, but it is a big deal. So treat me like a big their, deal. Uh, current ruler. <laughs> you what? So I wonder if it showed up for their current ruler. Right? <laughs> Curious. Xi Jinping, have you seen the Keelan? Oh, I love that you knew his name. That's wild. You're good at that. Girl, what do I live in a hole? No, I'm just saying, like, not a lot of people in the U.S. know. I feel like they should right now. They're... <laughs> I digress. I agree 100%. No, I'm just saying, saying like a lot of people here are dumb. <laughs> we don't know yes, anything outside of the US. 1000% right, but I probably should know his name right now. In 1414, the fleet of Zhang He 
returned to China after they went to East Africa. Mm -hmm. So this is where the giraffe came from. I was wondering. (laughs) To Ming. I truly thought that when I was sitting here. I was like, I wonder if it came back over on that page. Yeah, so they came from Africa. The um, Encyclopedia Britannica was just kind of a small little snippet, so Mm -hmm. this expands on it a little bit more. But they were bought from merchants when the fleet had landed Mm -hmm. in what is modern-day Somalia. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Which is interesting. Yeah. I would have never picked that. And they were like, hey, this looks like the Keelan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sitting in my throat. I'm going to just like leave that sound in there with no context. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> we're going to play a game. Guess what sound Courtney's making. What is she trying to do? <laughs> it hurts. Like, and how many votes are we going to get for poop? <laughs> It hurts. It's like stuck. <laughs> oh you want water or something? <laughs> oh. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> what if you have like a giant pile of boba stuck in your chest because Shut you drink up. so much fucking bubble tea Yo. lately? I do. I drink it every day. It's great. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be a point where it's unhealthy. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not laughing at your chest hurting. I'm just laughing at your struggle. It's like here (laughs) and here. It's just like like two little bubbles. It's boba. Just sitting there like. I got one out. Not the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. My bad. So when this fleet went to modern day Somalia, they saw dress and they were like, oh. This look like Keelan. <laughs> and the Emperor Yongle? I feel like that's not how what his name is. I feel like Yong, it's like Yong... Yong Yin. Yeah, I feel like... Because it, it says... I think it's Yong Yu, isn't it? Yong Yu? Maybe, but the way they spelled this, I don't think it's I correct. I think it's Yong Yu. I could be very, very wrong, but... I don't know. That does come up on Google. I don't know. That is right. He was an emperor of the Ming Dynasty, which makes sense. I just feel like it's... Spelled very English, <laughs> I guess, because it's Y O N G L E. So, but isn't the G silent? Yunlo. Yun, yeah, the Yon-lo. G is quiet. Yunlo. I have no idea how that makes that. Yunlo. That was Yon- terrible. Yunlo. Okay, so this emperor, okay, <laughs> was like these giraffes are magical. <laughs> He's like, actually, this is the I, legitimization of greatness. I bet you they did, though, because think about it. Like, if in that time in China, right. they've never seen that creature. Exactly. Like, giraffes with their long-ass necks, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the closest thing to a Keelan that I've seen outside of, like... That would be like, in America, somebody coming from Galapagos Island with a fucking komodo dragon right and throwing it out in front of people and being <laughs> yeah. like look at this bitch and everyone's right. like whoa <laughs> right <laughs> and you know this is before the internet and stuff and before way textbooks before. and way before all that so yeah <laughs> unless you traveled there you had no idea those creatures existed right <laughs> incidentally the word for keelan in korean is girin and japanese kirin are actually the same ones used for draft so again like we had talked about in the encyclopedia britannica portion so, it shows what a long-lasting influence the Chinese identification of the giraffe mm-hmm. has had on the Keelan. So, that's why I, I always think. wondered why they were so obsessed with that creature. Now I know. Because mm-hmm. they really do love their giraffes over there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, because it's like the closest thing mm-hmm. to an actual like tangible version of the Keelan. Of the Keelan, right, yeah. That they can just have. Um, so apart from, you know, how it relates in terms of linguistics, the Keelan has also had an influence on the cultural heritage of the Hakka, a Chinese dialect group mm-hmm. people, which I had never heard of that before. Really? Uh-uh. Oh. It, I know it's, you have. It's a rabbit hole, bro. <laughs> it's, it's a wild, cool rabbit hole, but it's a rabbit hole. There's also a Keelan dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it is similar to the lion dance. Both are usually performed during the Lunar New Year, which yes. I didn't know about that. Um, I didn't know there was a lion dance. That's kind of cool. Dude, this is fascinating. I'm loving it. <laughs> it says that although the basic form of the ritual of the Keelan dance is similar to that of the lion, the pattern of steps, the gestures, and the music are quite different and more distinct in terms of its counterpart. Okay. Um, the Keelan dance is pretty obscure and it seems that it's getting more popular today, which is very interesting. Ah. Like, this goes back so far, and it's gaining popularity. So, this makes people think that the Keelan is probably going to become better known as more people come to know about it and its place within Chinese mythology. Okay. So, yeah. That's the Keelan. Oh! It's a magical little dragon, fishy, deer, ox, horse, giraffe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm trying to look up pictures of it. I have some on my computer. Can you spell you. it? Q I L I N. Thank you. I have some that I can show you. Whoa! Yeah, it's wicked. It's actually really pretty. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, it's not even close to what I was thinking. I know, it really doesn't look like just a mess of things. It's really just like, it does. Like, this one especially. Looks so much like yeah. Chinese dragon head. Cool. Isn't I like that one, one pretty? But I love the tail in this one. Like, it looks like a tornado almost. Yeah. they it, And it's interesting, too, because, right, they say it's the tail of the ox, right? Typically, yes. I don't, I don't depict that as an ox tail. Look at this one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why they think giraffes are it, though, if you're looking at that. But I, I wonder think if that this depiction one, came after. Yeah, this one had to come after giraffes, but yes. This one's super cool, this statue. Yeah, but, I'd seen... But you like, know what these remind me of? They remind me of the... Of the... The Chinese dragon statues. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. like, guard everything. Like, yep. literally, the one that Mushu destroys. Yeah. That's what they And, like, how they have of. the floats when they do the uh, Chinese yeah. New Year parades. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, dude, this thing is wicked. Yeah, it's really cool. Ah, I'm so glad you did this. This is wild. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hooked. Yeah, I kind of, I was going to do something else and I kind of just stumbled on that and I was like, oh, that's really fascinating. So, they're so to cover it. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh. It's a cool little dude. Sorry, I can't stop looking. They're so fascinating. They are, they're I'm really awesome. I'm my phone away so I stop <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> but no, that is the Keelan. It's oh, really cool. Thanks for bringing a fun one. Yeah. We got Scoopies. Scoopies. That's what you I call them. I can dig them. it. Spookies. <laughs> Scoopies. I dig it. I like it. Isn't that why it's we named it Scoops and Lore? Because I would say Scoopy. That's what I'm saying. Scoopy. That's spooky. what I just said. Did you say Scoopies? Yeah. Wow, I'm dumb. <laughs> My brain doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth. <laughs> he sounds wrong coming right out of my mouth. 
sounds dumb coming out your mouth. No, the wrong only sounds right coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I was so lost for a second. I was like, this is why we named it Scoops and More. Because you couldn't say Spooky. You said Scoopy. It sounds totally different when you say it. <laughs> like, that's not right. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't <laughs> say that. I said Scoopy. <laughs> I know, that's what I just said. I know, I'm making fun of myself. I'm being facetious. Well, you're like Scoopy, and you're like, no, it doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth. No, I say Scoopy. Scoopy. <laughs> My brain was just like, I didn't fucking say that. Absolutely not. That sounds horrible. Why would I ever say that? The wrong sounds so wrong coming out of your mouth. Jesus I quit. <laughs> no, I'm making fun of myself because how does my brain not even your brain was that. like absolutely not, ma'am. It's like take that shit elsewhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> like only this dumbass says Scooby. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> uh, fun random side fact <clears throat> for you. And it's is this not... going to be another tally? No, no, it's not. It's about my family. Uh, my mom started listening. What? Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I was gonna say your name, but I won't just in case you don't want me to. Hi, hi, ma'am. Yeah, my mom started listening, and it was really funny because she listened to our episode where we talked about um, dick pictation. No, she listened (laughs) to our main episode where we got the really bad, our first bad comment, and she was like, she's like, yeah, you you do say fuck a lot. Did you say no? Michelle says fuck. (laughs) And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, yeah, but every podcast does. And I said we're also explicit. And she goes, yeah, I can see where they're coming from though. You do say a lot. She's talking about me personally, and I'm like, all right, mom. No, you should say no. Michelle's why we got the bad (laughs) review. And then Emmy was talking the other night about us, my friend Emmy, and she she loves our podcast, as you know. And she was like. Every time she talks to people, it's so funny. She'll go, oh, yeah, they, they totally started off. They wanted to, like, really watch their cussing and be okay. And she's like, 30 seconds in. <laughs> fuck! And I was like... <laughs> oh, no, it was, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. <laughs> so we got some really fun We weren't going to, like, ever pretend like we weren't going to cuss. But we were no. just trying to rein it in. But it's like... It's just not us. <laughs> I just told my mom, I was like, we tend to cuss a lot more when we get really heated on yeah. the subject, but I think we've done We're just passionate. pretty well for the most part. It's just words. It's I just dropped word a lot sprinkles. of them in this episode, though. <laughs> right. It's just word sprinkles. It's like, word sprinkles. It's just fancy words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. They mean nothing. Don't give curse words more meaning than they are. They're just words. They really are. Like, somebody had to figure out a way to, you know, keep kids in line. Right. So they made bad words. Yeah. Well, fuckers. Cut that out. Dumbass. I'm just kidding. Only I can call me dumbass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Miss I'm over here with all the controls. <laughs> the first time when you said, cut that out, dumbass. Oh, no. Like, it was like. <laughs> oh, no. It was like after. I said something that you and it literally sounded like you were saying dumbass to me and I laughed so hard when I edited it because we usually say it like about ourselves and I was like okay Courtney that's how we tally like where we need to cut stuff out right is we say cut that out dumbass and 
I do remember the first time I said it, and I it was very aggressive. <laughs> and I didn't mean it to be, but it oh, was, it was aggressive, so and I can see why you would take it that way. It was so funny. It was violent. It was like, Crack it cut up. that out, dumbass. Like, literally telling Michelle that she's a dumbass when I wasn't. I was more so talking about myself. No, I know. It's so funny, though. Because that's what we do. We always say it, like, to ourselves, but it made me laugh so hard. I love it. I'm glad I could put a smile on your face when I'm not even here. Oh, my God. Ew. You're being such a douche. <laughs> it's really like you are channeling douchebag. Yeah, I was going to say, my boyfriend and I, we Ew. haven't talked in a long time. On that note, <laughs> Courtney needs to go home. <laughs> Sleep deprivation for both of us is not a good combination. (laughs) Whoever this is, this is not the nice lady. (laughs) If like you guys could see how Courtney's sitting, that's why it's like that much more. (laughs) I like that I can make you laugh when I'm not even here. a really weird habit right now where I love wearing baseball caps but I like to wear baseball caps with my hood over them that's not your douchiness (laughs) yeah please post that (laughs) please post that (laughs) just at the very end be like and also here's a surprise picture of Courtney's (laughs) douchebagness Courtney Courtney being possessed by (laughs) douchebaggins Please do that. In the spirit of douchebaggins. In the spirit of douchebaggins. <laughs> Look at this beautiful specimen. Oh my god, I need to go to bed. Oh my god. Anyway. It's only 6.45 and I'm ready to go to bed. I am too, girl. Don't you worry. Uh, on that note, let's wrap it Yeah, you guys know where our link tree's at. Don't be afraid to click it or get a ticket. Uh, don't be afraid of it. We got this. Send us any of your suggestions. I love when you try to do our outro so much. <laughs> Send us any of your suggestions to in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, with that, keep it creepy and stay oh, freaky. Oh, you're just doing the whole damn thing. Okay, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. <laughs>